headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Marie's with us in Chattanooga. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. It's really good to talk to you guys. How are you doing? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? So, short question, how do I ensure that my parents don't end up homeless in their retirement without them coming to live with my husband and I? So Why I'm is that your job? My husband is... Because... Um, <laughs> I, my parents don't have anything safe for retirement, um, and for various reasons, um, my, that I experienced growing up, my husband and I are not okay with them living with us in the future. Um, Why is it your job to take care of them? Because I can see the trajectory that they're on. Why is it your job to take care of them? If they go in the street, why is it your job to get them out of the street? Because they're my parents, and I love them, and I don't want to see them homeless. Okay. It's not your... Here, here's where... That's a desire. That's it's what not I was going to say. Job. It's not your job. It's something that you... Like to do. ...want to do and are choosing to do. So... But don't don't pose yeah. the question in your mind as if you are somehow forced ethically right. or morally or spiritually into doing this. Now... Why, are, why would your parents not have any money? Why would they not at least have Social Security? They would have Social Security, but... Um, They're too irresponsible to pay their house payment? They don't have a house right now. Um, where, so, where do they live now? Yeah. They are in the process of moving to another state. My father just got a new job. And um, with various moves in the past couple of years, all of the equity that they had built up in the house that they um, owned when I was growing up um, has been depleted. The reason that I feel like I want to give back and I don't want to put my parents in this situation is because um, you didn't put, you didn't put them in the situation. You didn't put them in this situation. They put themselves in this situation. I'm not saying that it's my fault. I know it's their fault. You didn't put them in. You you just said I put them in this situation. You didn't put them in this situation. Here's the thing, Marie. The reason we're getting you on your language is because the way what you speak is a reflection of what the way your heart feels. So even though you're saying I know, I know, I know. What, you don't. What, you don't because you keep saying it. It'll be if they end up like this. It'll be my fault. I have to be the one to help them. If I don't do it, no. Like you keep putting that on yourself, and it's so important to make sure okay. your language is clear and the facts about this are clear going in. How old are your mom and dad? They are sixty-three. Okay, and your dad just got a new job and they're moving to another state. What's your dad mm-hmm. going to be making? Two hundred and eighty. You know. Two hundred. And eighty thousand dollars a year. Yes, the reason is my parents have. Um, my grandfather decided that he was going to pay for my um, father and my uncle to go through school, and so my parents decided that they were going to do that for us. So I don't have any debt because of that, and I am super, super grateful for that. And I want 
Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Some, somewhere about... I got confused. Stop, stop, stop. You just went off the. Mm-hmm. You just went off to another planet. Um, I asked you if you're what your father was going to be making in his new job. Yes, and you said two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yes, and what I need to know is: Has he always earned an income like that, or is this just out of the blue? It has been around the two hundred thousand mark. Okay, this this, um, this answers the question. This answers the question. Okay, My stop. Stop. Paying. You don't need to do anything. You need to look at your mom and dad and say, "I love you." Bye. You you don't you, people that make three hundred thousand dollars a year and can't figure out a way to have housing aren't your problem. This is asinine, Marie. Yep that you even have the feeling that you have to prepare for the homelessness of someone making $280,000. Your family is dysfunctional. And, and they dumped the, some crap on you. And what do you make, by the way, Marie? Um, I bring in 4000 a month, and my husband brings <coughs> in um, $3,600. Look, no, no, no. Nope. What in the world, nope. girl? Nope. Your dad makes two eighty, and the two of you together don't make ninety, and you somehow got that this is your job to prepare for their because homelessness. He's not going to be making two. They're not going to be making two eighty indefinitely. Well, no kidding. It, once that my father is unable to work, they won't have anything built up, and since well, that's we their are fault. Not okay with them living with us. That's their fault. I'm aware of that. Let me tell you, the number of dollars I'm going to give this guy is zero. Home. Marie, they don't have to live with you. Look, they don't have, they to, don't live have to live with, live you. with you. If he screws up a $280,000 income and ends up homeless, that is not on you. And it is the- not on you. do not need to do this. I don't know what in the world has gotten into you. And by the way, they're not going to end up homeless. It, the worst case scenario, they're going to be All renting, these people land on their feet repeatedly. Condo. Yeah. They lose everything and get a job at 63 <laughs> making 300 grand. This guy lands on his feet like an alley cat. <laughs> and he's got his daughter over here making oh, 40K, worried about his homelessness. Yeah. This is, hey, kiddo, really, you need to sit down and see it. You need to see a counselor. Yeah. Because this is, this is deep stuff. You are, it, you are reflecting back weird crap that happened in your house growing up. And I don't know what it was, but how in the world your mama ends up a travel agent for guilt trips on you is beyond me. I mean, there is no possible way you end up taking care of these people. Absolutely not in my not. book. Nope, 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 nope. Dave, dad does cocaine, so I have to take care of him. No, you don't. Well, you have to honor your father and your mother, the Bible says. Yes, we honor the position of fatherhood and motherhood. We do not honor the use of cocaine. There's two different things. If you misbehave with 280 grand to the point you don't take care of your own household, that is not on your kids. Yeah. It's not. And, and you know what? I, I got to say this because I, I hear it and I heard it in her and it has to be addressed. There is a burden that kids, grown kids, grown adult children face when they see, okay, your parents, they're not doing what they should do. And even if you know, it's not my job, like it's not my responsibility. There is a part of guilt that you feel that's like, okay... That's like, okay, am I going to be the one that's going to watch them, you know, go by the wayside? Am I going to let them live like this? And you, at some point, you do have to make peace with that. If you're a kind person, people that you love are hurting. it's It's not fun to watch people you love doing stupid things. 
if you're a kind person, if you're a good person. But it doesn't, I, I, it doesn't make me happy that people that I love are doing no. stupid things, but it also doesn't make me responsible Yeah, you have them. to make peace with the fact that you're not responsible for adult choices. Yeah, Henry Cloud has this wonderful book called Boundaries. You need to memorize it. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you are here. Ha! Speaking of Jade, she is going to be doing this Wednesday, August the 9th, a free, free, did I mention it's free, budgeting webcast. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. We're going to talk about all those pain points that people deal with day after day trying to do their budget, the things keeping people from doing a budget right? We're going to talk about that. We're going to address it. We're going to show you live on the screen how this stuff works using our program, Every Dollar. You're going to walk away from it feeling like, huh, I know what I'm doing now. I feel like I got a raise. And how to deal with an irregular income. Yeah, that's An unpredictable true. Yep. income. How do you budget for that? We're going to show you how to do that with every dollar. Mm-hmm. We've got a thing called paycheck planning that is one of the uh, items in the robust app that we have. That was that was a. Tech, that's a good word. That's a that's a good uh, internet term. Yes, there. it is. It's robust. Robust. It's robust. It is. It really is. These features will make budgeting. It just makes it a no brainer. It makes it so easy. Of course, a program does all the math for you. It helps you decide when is the best day to actually spend the money that you're saying you're going to spend through your budget. So that you know, no worries. We're going to help you with that. It's free. I will be the person uh, guiding you through that. And let me tell you, these classes, they fill up fast. Every time we do these things, they just sell out. So you need to sign up today if you want to reserve a spot. There you go. Check it out. Everydollar.com slash budgeting this Wednesday, August the 9th. The first webinar is free. Jade will be doing it. Uh, We're going to be doing a bunch of these in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. I will be letting you know. And you need to get in on this one if you want to learn how to budget with Jade on every dollar good stuff things are happening out there i love it love it love it all right aaron is with us in new york city hi aaron welcome to the ramsey show hi how are you guys better than we deserve what's up hi so i have kind of a two-part question so my first question is i recently got engaged and my fiance and i are getting married next june congratulations thank you so much we're looking for an apartment for when we get married, but we are trying to do that without any credit score. Good. So I know, so we've been looking for apartments and some apartments are saying they need credit history or credit scores. And we're just wondering how to do that without credit score. Like what are the steps we need to take in order to get that done? I don't know how prevalent it is in New York city, but in other cities that we've done research where we've actually called, like we'll go and call 20 different apartment complexes. We find that uh, 75 to 80% of them don't require anything. The other 25% may require a credit score or a deposit, Mm -hmm. an extra deposit. Um, But if you say, hey, look, we're newly married. These are the jobs. You show them what you've got. You apply for the apartment. They do not solely make the decision to rent an apartment on credit score. Now, I'm not positive in New York City if that's actually true, but I'm going to guess and say if the rest of the nation is 75%, at least 50% of the apartments there, you can do it with. Again, they're looking. what what a landlord's looking for is can you pay the rent? Right. If you find one that has a brain, 
and you tell them, hey, I don't have a bad credit score. I just don't have a credit score. And you're able to show them what you earn. I do. Yeah, we do make this much money. Yeah. Uh, we are getting yeah. married. And, you know, this is what we're going to be making as a household. We easily can cover this. Mm-hmm. What's your normal deposit? We can definitely do that. And so on, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, but if you find someone that only is going to make the decision on credit score, you found a corporate goob. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, right. They got a yeah. boss. They got a boss in another city somewhere. They're not yeah. making any decisions. They're they're a, they're at the very bottom of the food chain, and they don't get to make any. And somebody's just put in place a random policy. You probably don't want to rent there anyway. That's true. That's true. Okay. But you All can right. you can and find then, them. Okay. Cool. And thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. So Anthony O'Neill, that was a Ramsey personality. Yeah. sat and uh called it's on youtube uh-huh. and he sat when he was here and called multiple apartment complexes and said hey i'm moving to nashville i'm a single young guy mm-hmm. i got no credit score i got a job i can show you my income and they said sure that's fine mm-hmm. and this idea that you have to have a credit score to rent an apartment by and large is just false show yeah that's just that's just one of those lies people tell so that they justify going in to get a credit card and justify going into buying a car they can't afford meaning they took out debt on it yeah i mean the the fact is and we do have to highlight this sometimes when you choose to have a debt-free lifestyle the way you're treated is unfair like it's not fair to say well if you don't have a credit score we're going to make you pay a little bit more first and last month's rent that's that that's not fair but sometimes there is a slight price that you pay yeah. For choosing to have that debt-free lifestyle. Yeah, I'll give you another example. And this one still ranks, reeks, ranks among the things that reeks. But, you know, <laughs> um, so if you, have no, if you have no credit score, you're going to pay, in a lot of cases, a higher premium on your car and homeowner's insurance. Mm. You know why? Because these goobs did a little bitty tiny study in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania, about... 20 years ago that showed that people that had no that had bad credit had a higher claims rate on their insurance in the event of a wreck or in the event of a, they had a higher claims rate on homeowners and on car insurance well no kidding but hello how about you know so i'm worth several hundred million dollars i don't have anything but a big old pile of cash and i'm a higher risk because i got a low credit score well that's dumber than crap <laughs> of course that's stupid of course, I've got a lower claims rate. I've got I carry five thousand dollars deductibles on most of my stuff mm-hmm. because I can carry that much and keep my cost of my insurance down. You know, it's yeah. just but this just stupid because they took this stupid little tiny study and extrapolated from that. Now the whole freaking insurance industry, just about which is a bunch of lemmings all following each other off a cliff. <laughs> Um, they all go and line up and go, everyone that doesn't have a credit score (laughs) now has the equivalent of bad credit. And so we're going to charge you more when in reality, people don't have a credit score, probably have money and are going to have lower. If you'd have done a real study, a detailed research Mm -hmm. and the industry accepted that, but no, what it is, it's freaking insurance companies with an excuse to charge more is what it is. Now, did I get through with my little rant? Yes, I did. Well, when you said rank, what did you say? It ranks. Reeking rank. It ranks among things that reek. I thought you were going to talk about rental cars because they want you to pay a credit. Rental cars, they say. Are they charging more? Well, if you use your credit card. 
They uh-huh. say you have to use a credit card, but if you choose to use a debit card, you're more risky. And oh, yeah. so you end up oh, paying yeah. more. Well, you know why? We found this out when we were, we had Dollar rent a car for a long time. I we remember. had the Dollar rent a car yes. studios back in the day. And Dollar went and did a full thing. And they agreed for a while. Now, they all went broke with when they, you know, to th- with the uh, Fauci quarantine. They all lost everything. And they, <laughs> they got, got to, they, got, they all got the opportunity to go into bankruptcy, <laughs> right? So after bankruptcy, they came out and, and the new guys running dollar looked up and went back to the old ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that we had to not be the dollar stu- studio anymore. So um, now we're the pod studio and we're proud of that. Love pods. The, um, and that, they don't take credit cards either. So, um, <laughs> no, they probably do. But anyway, the uh, but Dollar you know, Dollar told us, the Hertz people told us on the inside that the they're these uh, organized crime guys that steal their cars, and they do it in they're like thousands of them, uh-huh. and, and it's almost always in Vegas, always use debit cards. And that it's kind of like the insurance thing. It's, it's this one, one person little thing, up for all this of us. one little thing, and so they then assume all debit cards because they're so narrow, freaking minded. They don't <laughs> understand their own actual data. Wow. Okay. They don't. They don't do a decent analysis on their own data to realize a regular country boy with a credit card's not or debit card's not a threat. Yeah. Hello. Wow. But um, now the goobers. But yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly where it came from was organized crime using debit cards <laughs> to steal cars okay. in Vegas. And that, and that's where the whole industry pulled the thing from. They used that. They used again. Bad research, bad data leads to bad, or bad analysis of good data leads to bad <laughs> problems. Uh, problem. Crazy, crazy. It reeks. It crazy. ranks. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's not good. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Brad and Brittany are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How's it going? Better than we deserve. Where do y'all live? Uh, Fishers, Indiana. Which is near? About 20 minutes north of Indianapolis. Indy. Okay. Well, welcome to Nashville. Good to have you. And how much debt have you guys paid off? $277,000. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, how long did this take? About four years. Good for you. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Uh, started out at two thirty, and then went up to three hundred combined plus bonuses. Way wow. to go! What do y'all do for a living? I'm a uh, sales manager for a medical device company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I um, in, in sales as well, and uh, uh, in medical as well. Okay, wow. Well, you guys are killing it. Way to go! <laughs> so, what kind of debt was your two seventy seven? It was our mortgage. Let's Yay! go! Hey, looking at weird people. Yeah. Really weird. I <laughs> love it. What's this house worth? Uh, anywhere between, I would say, five fifty and six hundred. Cool. Let's and go. how much in how much in your retirement accounts? Uh, it's it's getting close to a million, Dave. Hey, yeah, we're, in we're, there alone or no, 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 no. Oh, so no, you're you guys, but so about five hundred there too. Yeah, a little over five hundred. Okay, yes. so you're a million dollar net worth. Yes, okay. baby steps millionaire. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Way to go! Yes, ding ding, two wins on the day. I like it. Absolutely. How old are you two? I'm thirty eight. Thirty-seven. Come wow. on, I got two young kiddos here. Wow, that are a part of it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Man, oh man, oh man. So, did you guys grow up rich? Uh, no, we did not. No, we did how, not. how much did you inherit? Uh, none. none, none. So this is you just gutted this out. Absolutely. Which Wait. is, by the way, how most people do it. By <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know, but yeah. Way to go, guys. Yeah, we grew, Thank you. grew up with uh, two hardworking families mm-hmm. that instilled good values and mm-hmm. worked 
very hard their whole life mm-hmm. would give anybody the shirt off their back but we uh learned that and learned that we needed to really uh, get down and and work hard to be able to accomplish what we yeah. need to. Yeah, you know the best gift you can give your kids is teach them where money comes from. Absolutely, work. Absolutely, yeah. Teach them to work. Yeah, you, you know, send them to the salt mines early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm you know, kidding. You, I'm kidding, kids. It's okay. You're yeah, not joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, we learned at a really joke. <laughs> we learned at a really uh, early age your common sense principles from our parents instilled them in us as well. Ah, too, okay, so. they wow. had common sense before it was cool. Yeah, absolutely, okay. <laughs> so you what? guys, awesomeness. Tell us about this. Four years ago, what happened? How long y'all been married? Uh, this be twelve years. Twelve years. Okay, so four yes. years ago, you say the mortgage is going down. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I'll tell you two stories, Dave. Um, two quick ones. Our, our journey first started when I was at my previous organization. I was coming home from a sales training module or a sales training meeting, and uh, Mandy Hall, who's actually listening here today, um, I was talking to her about paying off our student loan debt and how long it was going to take, which was between the both of us was $70,000. Mm-hmm. This was about 15 years ago, and she introduced me to Dave Ramsey and the Total Money Makeover. And I think in four days, we both read the book. And then translation, 13 months later, we were consumer debt-free, student debt-free. Boom. That was the do nothing, didn't go out to eat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All hands on deck. (laughs) Yep. So then we kind of went ish for a little while and kind of trying to figure out where to go, not really truly figuring out four, five, and six yet. Mm -hmm. And then we built the house. And in October of 2019, we kind of looked at each other and said, why do we still have this? Mm-hmm. Like, we the don't mortgage. have any other debt. The mortgage, yeah. yes. And we were on a 30-year fixed at the time. Uh-huh. Then when COVID hit, we refinanced into a, a 15, uh-huh. and we just really cranked it out from there, from then on out, and really just started chunking all of our bonuses on it. you started six months before COVID. Six months before And then COVID. when the quarantine hits, boom, you're game on. Game on. Because medical device, y'all kept working. Yeah, absolutely. You were essential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a period of time we were at home for a little while, but we did get back out there pretty quickly as yeah. well. That's really great. I'm just, the fact that you guys are 37 and 38 years old, paid for home, millionaires, what do you say to that other person who's your age but they're still deeply in debt they've still you know maybe they haven't even bought a home yet what would you say to them uh so i would say i i have a mentor um that is at my company and he always says play the long ball and i i do feel that with us we're playing the long ball Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and being patient which is really a reflective because i it's hard for me to be patient him Mm -hmm. not so much Mm -hmm. so um play the the long ball and being patient is my advice because Mm -hmm. it's easy to get caught up in the wants especially what i call the blackout period of two young kids (laughs) a house you know you're just you're in the thick of it and it's hard to uh, feel like you can catch your breath yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that's right. Yeah, and and all, all spending is justified in the blackout period. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Not, but we, but we act that way, right? Yeah, you're right. I like that. That's a good, I like that. I've never heard that phrase put that way, but that's period. good. That's oh, good. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Dave, I said, like, we, we, we always had a goal of being debt-free, completely mm-hmm. debt-free. And, and for me, like, it wasn't necessarily about the wealth journey. It was about the freedom to choose. Mm. And you said something. I saw you live, and I think it was either Carmel or Fishers, Indiana, a while mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. the story that you said was like, you know, if you walk into your job and you got no payments and your boss is a jerk, you can just turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. And when he yells at you, you can say, I got no payments. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I walked out of that that. Per, uh, that presentation and I said I want that ability to make that choice that I want autonomy. that choice and that, that autonomy. autonomy and I love my job I love my boss so I don't want to I don't want to quit or do anything yeah. but I love having that ability and that freedom to make that choice if we need to you know the weird thing is is when you can quit a you usually don't want to mm-hmm. and b you you, you kind of walk different 
Yeah. And so they treat you different. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, I, I don't walk like a victim, you know? <laughs> yep. And it's, it's, it changes your body language. Yeah. It does. It changes everything. You're going to be a whole lot better at sales now. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be incredible. Because you got nothing. You got this. Now it's just a game. Yep. yep. There's, yep. No, yep. there's no need. It's just a game. It's fun. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was contacting the president of a major company uh, last week about us doing business, and they just emailed back and told me to pound sand. And it's just a, you know, <laughs> it's just a game. It's just yeah. a game, right? And it's just fun. Nope. It yeah. was fun. That yeah. happened at the last commercial break, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's just fresh. It, what, whatever, you know, next, yeah. right? It's, nope. it's hilarious. So, nope. Very cool, you that guys. So How cool. that feel? To be millionaires at 37. Freedom. And Free. Free. Grass feels different. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's what I say. It is, the grass does feel different when you pay your house off and you walk outside bare feet. So your advice is play the long game. If someone says, how do you get out of debt? Is that the same advice or is there something? Set a goal Set a goal and go after it. Yeah. So, and, and then also too, like, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to accomplish this if we weren't on the same page. Yeah. Right? I mean, we've yeah. all, we've, throughout our entire journey through the student loan crisis that we had and then, you know, paying off our mortgage, we had, an, we had a so, goal the entire time. I'm curious about that. That's a really good point. And, you know, most everybody says that. Um, and it's true. Um, now, you guys, you were on the same page. We read the book, both of us, 48 hours, 13 months. Boom, we knock it out. Mic drop, we're done with that debt. And then we went a little ish. When you decided to go game on again, were both of you on the same page still? He had a lot of come to Jesus moments with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were so extreme and that was pre-kids. And I was like, I want to be able to give them experiences, still mm-hmm. be able to live. While we're getting out, while quotes. we're paying off the house. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, Brittany, no, we can do this. Let's stay focused. And we still, that's why I think we, we, we would have done it a lot sooner. We still... What I would say, we took the kids on a trip. You're supposed to, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, by the way. Maybe step six, intentional, maybe step not six intense. is not intense. Yes. It's intentional. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, Dave, we're, we we got couches in our house that are 20 years old, and she's yeah. just itching to you know, replace them. Thank yeah. you. Hey, you tell hey, him. Come on, Brad. <laughs> it's time, Get Brad. Brittany a couch. You're a millionaire. <laughs> if you knew. Come on, man. It's been years of me asking. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you're leaving here to go buy a new couch. That's it. More than likely. More than likely. On the way home. Hey, we've got the live and give bundle for you. Most of it's going to be give for you guys a total money makeover book an extra one a, t- a financial peace membership and of course the baby steps millionaires book you are baby steps millionaires so proud of you bring the kiddos up let's introduce them get their ages and do our debt-free scream what are their names and ages this is kate mm-hmm. who is eight mm-hmm. and this is jake who is six i love that <laughs> you ready way to go you guys all right two hundred seventy-seven thousand paid off house and everything that makes them baby steps millionaires at 37 38 years old did it in four years making 230 to 300 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three, two, count it down three three two, two one we're debt free Wow! Hey, those little kids right there, they, their whole lives are changed. I know, that's right. Their kids' lives are changed. Mm-hmm. That's called, that was the sound you heard, those little kids screaming? That's the sound of a family tree change. That's it. Those people are heroes. Yeah. Very cool. Good stuff. This Good is the stuff. Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Proverbs 9, 10. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, The invariable mark of wisdom is to see the miraculous in the common. Ooh, I like it. Linda is in Los Angeles. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. 
Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for taking my call. How are you? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Okay, my question is twofold. First, I want to, I'm interested in paying off my mortgage, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if it makes sense to do that if I know that later on down the line, I'm going to sell the property. Yes. And then the other part is when I do get ready to sell it, am I going to have a problem because the property is inside of the living trust and my husband passed away, the loan was in his name. So now the loan is in the estate of his name, but the trust is in both of our names. So will I have a problem selling it if the deed is not going to be coming in my name, but it's going to come in his name? The deed will come from the trust. The trust is the owner of the property, and the trust will sign for the deed. Who is the trustee on the trust? I am. You're the beneficiary. I'm the beneficiary. I'm, I'm the tr- I believe I'm the. Tr- it says I'm the trustor, the trustee, and the beneficiary since he passed. You're all three. I was joint wow. trustor. Yes. Okay. Um, in most states, that can't be, but it could be in California. I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Okay. Oh. But usually you can't be the trustee and the beneficiary on a trust. Typically, that'd be like a conflict of interest, huh? Yeah. Usually. That, oh. typically that doesn't but it but it could be I'm, I'm not i'm not an attorney okay but either way a trust is an entity and the trust is the owner of the property and the trust will transfer the deed to the buyer and the trustee will sign the deed on behalf of the oh. trust okay and it doesn't matter that the mortgage has the nothing loan. to do with it oh okay yeah, the ownership is in the deed, the warranty deed. The mortgage is just a lien on the property. And if the mortgage is paid off or not paid off, it doesn't matter. The mortgage would get paid off in the event of a sale, obviously, or if you have paid it off earlier, which is what I'm going to recommend you do, go ahead and pay it off. Okay. And then, and then you're free to make decisions because you're not losing the money when you pay it off. You get the money out when you sell the house, right? Yes. It's not like the money's yeah. evaporating. We're just we're just investing in, in, into the. We don't have any debt payments anymore. And then when you you know, and so you might want to follow back up with the attorney that did the living trust okay. with just a phone call and go, hey, pull this file up. I'm a little confused. Uh, exactly okay. who signs the deed? Am I the trustee and the beneficiary? Is that how this works? And ask him, uh, just or okay. her, just to be sure what you've gotten yourself into there. It's not a big deal though. It's not a problem. I mean, I had, we had a, our last residence, uh, our current one isn't, but our last one was in a trust and, uh, my wife was the trustee and, um, I was the beneficiary <laughs> <laughs> meaning okay. she was in control. Hello. That's what that means. Okay. Uh, but she, yeah, we sold that property and she signed the deed. It wasn't a problem on okay. behalf of okay. the trust, but neither one of us personally were the owner anymore. So you don't own the property anymore. The trust owns the property. Got it. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. Thank now, you. So I'm much. not an so attorney, but I'm, everything I told you is just right. right. Double check it with your attorney. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and pay off your house. Good question. Yeah, Tom good. is in Philadelphia. Hey, Tom, what's up? Hey, gang. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. How can we help? I'm, ma- I'm married 14 years to my wife. We have two young kids, and it has recently come to my attention that she is very unhappy 
in the marriage. She thinks that we have been hyper-focused on retirement and investing for retirement, and we're missing out on today as we plan for tomorrow. So I can give you a quick breakdown of our numbers and what the portfolio looks like. The main question is, do we sell a two-unit rental property that we have, which would, for the most part, eradicate all of our debts with the exception of our mortgage and give us much more latitude to do the things that she wants to do that, frankly speaking, I happen to be in agreement with after sitting down and talking about it. I feel like we're missing out on too much. What is your Uh, net worth? Well, let's see. We have an $800,000 house with a $340,000 mortgage at 2.7%. Okay, that's 500k. What's the rest of your net worth? We have a 100,000 out in a home equity line of credit. We have $30,000 in credit card debt. And what do you have in investments, Tom? <clears throat> we have a two-unit rental property which is paid off. It's worth what? Is What's it worth? Between between two fifty and two eighty. Okay, all right. We have five hundred thousand in four hundred one k. We've got fifty thousand in a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and we have a second rental property <clears throat> that we just bought last year, which we still have a mortgage on that for about one hundred eighty. What will it bring if you sold it? I'm sorry. Say that again. What, what would it, it bring what if would you it sold bring? it? About the same, about two fifty to two eighty, somewhere in that range. Uh, we also have twenty five thousand just sitting in in liquid funds, ten in, in a checking account, another fifteen in a. In okay, a so she's su- she's suggesting. TV. What do you make? Combined, we make two hundred thousand. Okay, she's um suggesting that you clean up uh, some of the chaos mm-hmm. and enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. Um, yeah, I mean, if we sold the if we sold the two unit, uh, yeah. we, like I said, and we you sold the other the other house, you're not making any money on the one you just bought's not got any cash flow because you got no equity in it. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's it, just it a, a good, it's a, it's it a bigger a problem investment. than it is a blessing. I love real estate. I don't like that house with what you owe on it. Okay. So I'd I'd sell both rentals and I'd clean up the mess and be mm-hmm. debt free and let put yourself on a written budget that you and your wife agree to. That includes enjoyment. That's what I needed to hear. Yeah. 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 Debt, 100% debt, 100% debt free, 100% debt free, no rentals. You make 200000 a year, and you can put enjoyment in your budget and still become very wealthy. There's no reason you can't do both. You've got the numbers to do both. Right. Right. But the hyper focus is... Like she doesn't feel like she's got a vote in this process. And if y'all will start doing a monthly budget where she has a vote in, that'll help uh, the marriage discussion too. Yeah. Right. So you're a, you're a go getter numbers guy. Am I right? You are right. Yeah. And how old are you? I'm 46. She's 40. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in my twenties, I was the go getter numbers guy and we owned real estate. My wife even knew, never even knew about, not cause I hid it from her, but I didn't need her opinion. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. You know what? She says, that's the worst seven years of our marriage till we, till I went broke. Cause I was stupid. And then when we started working together, we have a lot better marriage 
and my success rate on investments went way up because turns out she's got a good common sense. Yeah, I get a. Fe- it feels like she's kind of just along for the ride, she, but she she's needs not voice. getting to yeah. participate. She needs a vote, and yeah. when she gets a vote, and then she says, "Hey, I want to build wealth and go on vacation." Uh, your life's getting ready to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can do both, man. Yeah. yeah. I'd clean up these little rentals and clean up user rental. I'm with you. I think you got a good plan, Tom. And I love that you love your wife so much that you love her more than your plan, mm-hmm. your old plan. And so you're going to turn away from the hyper thing and knock it out. I like it, man. You're a good guy. Yeah, that's good. You love your wife. You're willing to uh, abandon your little pl- your former game plan and develop a new one to hit her. But also – you don't have to completely abandon the goal of being responsible and of building wealth. I think you can do both. Absolutely. And, uh, you, and you'll be amazed. Jump on every dollar and start using the every dollar budget. And the two of you doing your budget together, you're going to love this. You really are. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew in the booth. The booth dudes doing the show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality. Good work today. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, Go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.